The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Intimate Knowledge. I'm Brooke Burke, so happy that we get to hang out for another hour together. Hi again, I'm Megan King Edmund. And I'm sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. I'm super excited for this episode because we're going to be talking to um, Nikki Boyer and she has this amazing podcast which I've been very blessed um, to listen to. So good. But before we jump into that, we're going to take one of our awesome questions from our listeners. Um, This comes from Anonymous. Do you think it's bad that my husband cannot come during intercourse? He only will if we are doing oral It's pretty much always been like this and has always somewhat bothered me. We have been married for 15 years. Is this common? Ladies. Whoa. I don't. Wow. Um, Well, the fact that he can have an orgasm and he enjoys oral stimulation, um, I think would make me feel that. I have a friend who has this this situation yeah. it's pretty common yeah. is it, it is yeah yeah oh. it is oh well, no, <laughs> I, I i'm gonna normalize this one okay. a little yes, bit because yes. you know as we know it's when we come we orgasm climax from different things um it's it's obvious to me that your husband likely well it's likely I can't say for sure but when you're having oral he's more relaxed he's in the receiving mode and usually when during intercourse men can be quite active and so they don't Hmm. um it's kind of like a, a reversal thing where he's not receiving he's being active and so through the activity he actually isn't able to uh, surrender, relax, and release, and so it could be that. Um, but also, it, it might just be a like the stimulation that you're giving during oral is something that is more climactic for him. So, well, this is a question, not a judgment. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you if you so, think that, 
like everybody has a kink, supposedly. I don't necessarily have a kink, like one go-to thing that's going to get me off. But some people believe that everybody has hmm. their thing. Mm-hmm. And if that's his thing, do you think that it would be healthy for them as a couple to explore other ways of him heightening his pleasure that could ultimately... Um, not that our end game is orgasm. I know we, we, we've all committed to that philosophy, but exploring other ways for him to receive that heightened pleasure outside of that, you know, maybe it's that one visual, that one movie in his mind, you know, that one idea that that's the only way that he can come. That seems that kind of necessary. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would I say if this that. is like limiting your sexual experience to like only being able to do that and it's become really stale because it's only that, then yes absolutely open up explore different sensations different pleasures for yourself for your partner um and make it dynamic and interesting i mean that Um, sounds like a lot of work for her you know every time well she also must be concerned about it because she's emailing and asking a is it normal is this what do we think i mean i don't know how always bothered her it's always so so, yes it's limiting and so i would say absolutely crack it open and to keep it real i don't know how i'd feel about a man that could only get off on receiving like I'm just going to say that. Samesies. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't have much judgment around it because I primarily will orgasm through receiving, not being active. Like it's real, it's difficult for me to be active and to be orgasmic. I so probably, I think this is just a reversal of that. and right. that I think that's probably more common in women. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and For is sure. your partner comfortable in that space? Yeah, so it, that, it doesn't limit us. Mm-hmm. So all. she says it's always bothered her. It so has always been. Yes, they need to, to explore they need and to explore stretch it and and find different ways. Mostly and different because plans. it's an issue of discomfort for her. So I think that any moment like that in an intimate, committed relationship needs to be looked at and discussed and i'm also interested if he can come through masturbation as Mm. well because um right back to us like is it just through oral or can he also just do it on his own yeah let's continue that conversation and would you suggest that she asks him that yeah absolutely i think so too and what if he says yes i think then it's going to have more it's going to show more that it's around the receiving part that he's like that he's not having to be actively penetrating her rather he can kind of relax and what Mm. if he says no that he doesn't orgasm during masturbation well then it highlights that maybe i've got it no the same that he gets off on receiving yeah receiving Whatever right, it is, right. as long whatever as it is, it's okay right. for two people. Yeah, then exactly. And, that, and everybody's there, there is no wrong right. or right here. That's but right. if it's not working for you, then you need to express it and then find new ways to for for your sexual experience. To, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I hope she's receiving. <laughs> Just as much. I mean, she doesn't say that. A lot of women can be like we are, you know, connected to their partners orgasm like it's a sense of accomplishment and they've done a good job and you know i want part two of this question i want to hear from her again i want (laughs) please anonymous reach out again yes please i'm elia connie and this is family therapy my best hopes i guess identify the life that i want and and work towards it 
I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, welcome back. Today, we have Nikki Boyer with us. She is the host of Dying for Sex. It's a Wondery podcast. It's available now everywhere you listen to podcasts. Nikki, thank you so much for being with us. I had the opportunity, we all had the opportunity and the privilege to listen to the first two episodes of your podcast, a sneak peek. I can't wait to listen to the rest. Um, It's such an interesting topic. So, 
Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the premise? Yes. And can you start like at the beginning yeah. too? Because I'm really fascinated about what motivated you to do this and the life change that you made and like what drives a woman to sort of wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to turn left like right, right. now like and change my left. journey. <laughs> like right? a hard left. Mm. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time to listen because we're, you know, we're all busy. So the fact that you like took time to listen to the story is so beautiful. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. So the journey started, well, Molly and I have been friends for 20 something years. Uh, we met in an acting class um, in our 20s. She hated my guts, and then we became friends. Um, and then I've sort of been with her through this entire journey. She did get, um, not to start off on such a heavy note, but she did get misdiagnosed back in 2006. With breast cancer. Right. So she uh, went to the doctor, said she felt a little lump. The doctor was like, you're fine. It's nothing. Um, you're too young mm-hmm. for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So I always like to start off the stories like a cautionary tale of, Go get a mammogram. Yes. Doesn't matter what your doctor says. Doesn't matter what anybody says. Go get a mammogram. I made an appointment for a mammogram yesterday after listening. Uh By the way, get your yearly physicals. Get your mammograms. Don't like around right, like right. we have access yeah. to all of the medical information that we need and get second opinions too. like yes, yes golden rule just take care of your body yeah. mm-hmm. okay so there's my little tidbit about that the PSA of mammograms so Molly then gets diagnosed with stage four um, and she was married at the time and so she went through the double mastectomy chemo the whole mm-hmm. buffet of stuff and thought she was in the clear and then it mm-hmm. came back um, mm-hmm. in 2015 as metastatic which mm-hmm. means everywhere everywhere Bones, liver, yeah. brain, yeah. lungs. And um, she was with her husband of 15 years. And so she did something really bold and said, uh-uh, I'm leaving this marriage and I'm going to go on a sexual journey because that's what I need to do to sort of thread the needle of my life and get some answers. So she moved out of her safety of her home where her like husband slash caretaker friend is and moved mm. into an apartment not far from me and started this journey. So do you mind take, if I ask so t- just how yeah. he handled that? Like, I mean, no, I mean, not, I, I know that right? this is shows in about it, but I mean, no, it's well, a good question. Cause everybody so goes bold, right? I, like I, like that's one of the, such a huge thing. Cause most people would want to lean into the safety mm-hmm. and the container of the relationship to know that you're going to be supported and, totally. da, da, da. but she's kind of like just blown all that out and yeah. just like well, created this freedom. How did he handle that? But please help, like tell us. Molly was young when she was diagnosed. She was only in her 30s. Yeah, so she was young. Yeah, you're right. Right. So I think, you know, marriages unravel in time. And I think there was some unraveling that was starting to happen before the cancer. And then then you become a caretaker Mm -hmm. to someone and the sexual dynamic is off. And then they slowly became just Mm -hmm. friends. And I think she Mm -hmm. was like, there's got to be more to this. And she was sort of, what you'll learn in the podcast, sort of, kind of robbed of her um, exploration time mm-hmm. of sexuality that we normally have in our early 20s. I mean, some of us, not all of us. I didn't. I was having sex with anything that walked. But <laughs> like we usually had, and she, was, she didn't get that. So this was her time to sort of go, okay, what do I want out of the time that I have left? And for her, it just went straight to sex, like mm-hmm. which was really funny because with all the medication she was on, you'd, she, it was supposed to shut her body down think- and make her feel... Like exhausted. Wow. She got super horny. It (laughs) She had the opposite effect. So I know this, I'm babbling, but anyway, she gets, I remember she got in the car one day and we were going to our normal six hour lunch that we would do on Wednesdays. And Oh, I love it. She said, oh, I had chemo the other day um, or or some sort of treatment that she was doing at the time. And she said, but I had a date at midnight and then I went to another date at 9 (laughs) a.m. You know that everybody else who's going through this, not that that we're making light of cancer and chemo, but you know that they're like ill and feel like (laughs) And they're just losing their, well, and, no, their and they don't want to even. Did. Molly felt like <laughs> too yeah. during her chemo. She talked about how she was 
how, how she was laying on the bathroom floor and didn't have yeah. any energy and the in between. yeah she so that she was I was I felt so inspired because Molly yeah. was taking advantage of the times where she felt good and she decided to take advantage by exploring her sexual freedom that was so cool that neat oh, I love that you get it yeah so she would she'd have times when she was on the bathroom floor and then times when she was you know in the shower getting ready like shaving her legs to make sure everything was nice for you know suitor number seven like, <laughs> exactly. and and so your your podcast dying for sex is all about her sexual crazy escapades yeah her sexual awakening sexual awakening yes i love it i love it i feel i i I think for me it's so relatable to to me i'm going through a divorce right now Mm -hmm. and and i feel in my life like i'm in a place where um i don't really need a man and molly didn't need a man molly left her marriage and and so she is all about just exploring what does it mean to find pleasure and um in life yeah and you know through sex as especially and and i feel like um that I, I can relate to that in a similar kind of way. You know, I don't need a man in my life like she didn't. Right. And so mm-hmm. the stories that go with it are, <laughs> are so, they're so wild. What did you learn from Molly? Oh, I mean, I, I, yeah, like, I love that question. You know, I learned a lot from her before she had cancer because she's such a free spirit and very just one of those people that's non-judgmental, non like she like she would come up with these crazy stories and these scenarios and I'd have a, I mean, honestly, I'd have a little bit of judgment. I was like, why is that guy want to do that? That's weird and gross. And she's like, well, we could reframe it and look at it this way. Maybe this happened to him when he was younger. And I'd be like, oh, so for what I, what I've learned from her is sort of, you never really know what someone's going through until you walk in their shoes. And when we draw our line in the sand, we can move it. Like we can change our minds and Mm -hmm. we can, like oh, we that. can morph into we can we as women we can change our minds like it's uh, okay yeah. right like we're sort of taught like you moment. make a choice just stick with it mm-hmm. and yes there is beauty in that and the commitment yeah. of that but we can sometimes say this isn't working this isn't I'm gonna working. figure something else do you out. think it was only the cancer and the you know death knocking on the door that mm-hmm. allowed her to find her sexual freedom or when you say she was a free spirit I I guess what I'm wondering is how did she just sort of dive into the openness as a woman to just go on a journey with no judgment to self you know to not judge herself and to allow herself to experience pleasure and freedom I mean we I, I sort of want all women to have a taste of that right so how did she was it was it just the health scare that allowed her to step on yeah i think she'd always craved it really deep down but didn't know where to get the permission from and this sort of lit the fire under her right i love that piece in the podcast where it's like the risk just became too great for her not to to be her full like expressed self her authentic self and to have that freedom to leave the world wondering yeah the risk Mm. was just too great and the thing is and you say it all the time in the in the podcast Mm -hmm. that she was dying but aren't we all Mm -hmm. right Right. Maybe she yeah. was living. Maybe she was really yeah. living more than most of us are. Right. And to get get through times right. of yeah. difficulty, I think we can only the only way through that is to anchor oneself in pleasure and enjoy. And I think there's no better place than sex. Well, and think about how many people leave this coach. world leave this world wondering with a whole long list of things that I never did, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, especially in the sensual space. 
or how many women have desires or fantasies mm-hmm. or things that they wanted, but they're just like, I could never. Right. Well, why not? And it doesn't have to be outside of well, your marriage. It could be inside. Just right. things that we just, I could never. Like, what is that like, what, about? Yeah, why did we deny ourselves and that? I mean, especially breast cancer. You know, I'm sure we we all know somebody who've, who's had mm-hmm. breast cancer or has um, battled breast cancer. And that, it, that robs a woman of um, what we look at as our femininity, mm-hmm. you know, our breasts. That's, that's, you know, what makes us part, a huge part of what makes us women. Right. And, um, and you, you talk about it. Molly talked about it and she, she was so brave when she said that she, um, she wanted to take that back. She yeah. needed that. Yeah, like a reclaiming. That, that like is a grabbing bad it. Yeah. ass. She's sexual <laughs> confidence. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I don't think she really was fully prepared for what she was about to dive into. Cause you know, I, I've been, I went straight from being married into a committed relationship. Like, how long have you been married? I've been, well, I was married for 10 years and then I stepped right into another 10 year relationship that I've been in. I mean, I had some fun for the four seconds that I was there. still having some fun in there, literally. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the girl's got to do it. Right, exactly. So, for, I don't know, for Molly, it was one of those things where I think, I don't know, I think for her, it was, the cancer ignited this this yearning that she had and it could be like what do you want to do with the time that you have left right like that's a great question and for Molly in that moment sex led her to some s- discoveries that if she would have gone like she couldn't skip the, s- the step of sex for her that was a way of sort of opening up this other world for her and if you listen to the podcast Please and you hang on with us you'll learn like you can really like, see like where she goes with it. And she's just smart and she's like, well, really willing to like mm-hmm. look at herself. And there mm-hmm. might be people out there that judge it, but I, I, I think if there's a little bit people of judgment, are always going to judge. Yeah. There, right? is, there is so oh, much in funny. this po- podcast just for, go for every it. woman. Yeah. I, I hope that yes. every woman listens to it's this because awesome. there's such amazing gems of guidance and knowledge and but such overall, a gift. It's funny. <laughs> and it's, it's really hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nikki, yeah. can you give us a little teaser, um, you know, without blowing one of the fabulous mm-hmm. episodes of just w- one of your favorite like moments or experiences that she shared? I mean, yeah. just something to really you know ignite everyone's curiosity okay. so actually instead of how about if i instead of giving you something that you're gonna listen to i'll give you something that we didn't Ooh, get to talk about on the okay yeah. okay uh, so one night i showed up at molly's apartment and uh she opens the door and she's like in her nighty uh but you can tell she had just been out that night and she had like white and like orange and yellow makeup kind of smeared down the left side of her face and i was like where were you? And she goes, Oh, I was fucking a clown. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I go, no. I, I, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, Yeah, I mean, I'm just fucking around with a clown. And I was like, I'm, oh, Okay. okay. Wait, wait, is it, was she? Like, for is real? That, oh, no, this is a real story. This is amazing. She was having, oh like, a full thing with a guy that oh, was a clown. Oh, my God. So did she have, like, I mean, I'm trying to, like, get into her mindset. Did she have, like, a hit list or I gotta, 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 like, right. I want to, want to, want like, what, like, yeah, what I was her, I want to know, like, right. when I think about a woman who's got, like, a zest for life and, like, reckless abandon is just gonna, like, go out and do, I, 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 feel like she I sort of love her. I, that's how I picture her. Right. But, like, what, what was her, like, method, what was the method to her madness? Was she just, like, you know at first, I don't think there was a method. I think she was so new to Tinder and was just going in and swiping. And she I didn't, like swiping oh, she didn't even know what Snapchat was. She yeah. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. She had no idea what she was doing, but I think because she's so open-minded and such a like 
She's such an eclectic soul, so I think she naturally gravitated towards the guys that were a little mm-hmm. off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because she really provides like a safe space for people. So even though these were real, just some of them were one-off sexual connections, they found something in her, and she found something in them that they were both yearning for. Mm. So it's just kind of funny. So the, how she finds like a clown, how she finds a guy, you know, that wants to be kicked in the nuts over and over again. How oh my she gosh. finds a guy with foot fetish, like how is that she on there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, is it finding a guy or just being able to? give mm. someone permission to be fully themselves that is by so the way what an art though i mean how was oh, okay how would anybody do that i mean allowing somebody the comfort to be anything they are like yeah. that's well if you're giving it to yourself then I, I, how can you not allow somebody else to think do about that? how much we hold back in lives on I both know. sides of a sexual experience yeah i know Wow. Well, yeah. Well, she Molly did it all. She, superpowers. She had the, she's, the clock she's, was ticking. Yeah, and that's the thing. She would always say, "Sex for me is the antithesis to death." And for me, it's yeah. just about. It's very oh, linked. It's about cool. feeling alive, and sex is. is life. It's the opposite of death. And for her, she mm. just had to link all of that together. And mm. where she goes in her journey is so fun and beautiful and poetic. So, I just encourage you if you you know if you just have. Have some time in your car. Listen, because I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I really so do. Moving. I do. It's so, yeah. It was so good. I took a bath and listened to it. I, I think, I I think if we could With all the- imagine to the roller coaster of life and like those euphoric high highs yeah. that sort of balance out the low lows instead yeah. of drowning in those low lows. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that her way is the way for everyone, right. but I'm sure those heightened moments helped her survive. Yes. Oh my god! You know, that's such a false. I mean, I, yeah. I, that's what yeah. I what I imagine. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I you mean, energy, you know, but yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, I, yeah, that's I. I hadn't even thought of it that way. But yeah, Brooke, that's Esther Perel well. speaks that about it actually a lot yeah. because she Esther Perel, yeah, who we love. Oh, yes, we love Esther. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for twenty years she studied like cultural shifts and changes and how people who had forced migration how they would cope, how they would stay alive in vitality and you know. Um, and how eroticism was kind of one of these key components to getting through these tough situations mm. or getting through trauma. Or mm. Do you think that's also a neurological mm. component that it's just it's the dopamine and the adrenaline and the serotonin and everything that's released that resets your mood and actually creates a shift? Yeah, there's the chemical, Psycho- definitely. Psychologically speaking. Yeah, the the chemical but also just like the nervous system and what it requires to kind of close the loop Mm. so Hmm. to heal like when the nervous system that's like trauma is essentially like a skip you know like there isn't a closed circuit Mm. of energy so the way that you close it and i'm not an expert in in this nervous system or, or doing this particular work but um to close the loop you have to anchor into into pleasure or joy not sexual necessarily but some something better than the worst Mm. you know that's so interesting so this is i mean a little bit of a tangent but you know my son has a neurological disorder and a lot of what we do in order to get him over those humps is um to close down the the neurological processes that should have closed down on their own. And so what we do, for instance, um, let's every, every baby has a reflex that if you kind of like, um, brush the middle of the hand, the hand closes around whatever's Mm -hmm. brushing on the hand. And so that, that, um, 
reflux will naturally people naturally grow out of it but my son didn't naturally grow out of it and so that the the way that we got over it was doing that over and over and over and over it's kind of counterintuitive right mm-hmm. you would think it would just go away but no this is this is leaning in to kind of the the wrong the thing that is wrong right oh, to I'm get it to go away yeah, oh I get, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 Ooh, that's a that's it's almost really like smart. almost like, like her really cool her intention of living dangerously and doing everything right. that I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. do because fuck it, why wouldn't I? Right, and she's like leaning into her trauma. I, that's pers- so interesting. Maybe with the with the sex yeah. with what feels good, right? Right, and it's also like and finding a so way wrong? to make it work for you. Like finding a way to make it work for you. Like, mm-hmm. is, I mean, listen, not to yeah. go on a tangent about women and our bodies and all of this, but no, please, that's what we're here to do. do. From a very early <laughs> age, we are taught that you know, and we we even say this on the podcast that when you watch porn, the porn's over when mm-hmm. the guy ejaculates. Oh yeah, right? yeah. can I say these? Things? Yeah. Yes, okay. oh, yeah. Um, we talk a lot about porn. Okay, mm-hmm. and we watch a lot of it because we're researchers, and we talk about how it ends <laughs> when the man ejaculates. Right, and yeah. so Molly was like, "What if it ends when I decide? Like, yeah. what if I get to choose?" Mm-hmm. And she loved that idea. And so she experimented and explored and went for it. And so she would get into my car and tell me these stories. And I said to her, one day I just had a moment where I was like, this is something and it's called dying for sex. Like the title Mm -hmm. of it came to me. And then she was like, I was like, how are we going to keep track of all these guys? And she's like, we are going to be fine. Trust me. I've got the, like, I got the phone. She has she numbers. Did. By the way, I was going to ask you, did she have notes? She had oh mad notes. Oh my yeah, gosh. Totally. I have seen more dick pics in <gasps> masturbation oh, videos. I love it. In my, I have yeah. seen uh, so she, many. Were you just living vicarious every day through yes. her? And it, by the end of it, I was desensitized. Oh I was like, oh yeah, fast <laughs> that penis. Okay, I've seen that one. Uh, by the end, I was like, oh, oh I've seen all this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I we need, I want to see. Yeah, well, she, re- she really got into sexting. Didn't she? For she loved it. And like taking a sensual or s- selfie. Yeah. I sexy was doing selfies. some of the poses yeah. that she was suggesting. She was yeah, like she all about the angles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'd have to hide. Now you sound like Amy. Stars. Amy got the poses down. We, we, yeah, we, we she, talked in one of our earlier our episodes producer. too about like sex. Ex- about, <laughs> about sexting. And I was like the one and I'm not really embarrassed or a prude or have like body confidence issues, but I don't do that. And so Amy, our producers got the whole thing, like with the timer and the lighting. Yeah. The angle. So did you do it? And, no. Oh. And Megan, now you've perfected it. No, Shit. I don't know about perfecting it, but I definitely was listening to the podcast stare like naked because I was taking a bath when I was listening and then I'm like oh well I want to see and so I'm like in the mirror like looking I didn't take any pictures but I was like trying to like you know zhuzh a little bit I think this is a great suggestion for our listeners to actually today and by the way I look good take a sexual or sensual selfie whatever feels better it's a great challenge do it yeah and don't forget about the timer button on your phone I'm I'm all talk because I still haven't yeah Brooke well you're involved you have to do it too no but okay I have tried I just I don't like the photo not that I like, I'm saying like, I'm insecure and I don't like me. I'm just, it's a hard photo to take. What don't you like? Which part? Well, like, I how, mean, what? I don't do it either, but like, <laughs> okay. I'm going to. We're going to experiment this week and we're going to get I'm back so to it. Can I put them to each other? <laughs> Let's send them to each other. Oh God. The cloud. Oh, that's safe. That Girls, feels, that's you know safe. how I feel about the cloud. That's like sexting. We'll yeah. do it on Snapchat. We have a vault. <gasps> Just to use right. the vault. But we don't send oh, yeah. from the vault. I can show you the vault in person. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. This just took a while. <laughs> well, Molly um, perfected it. Right? So. I know, right? We well, Nikki, no, you're involved too. You're going to send them to us too. Okay. I mean, if you have said. We had a group message. <laughs> oh, I love oh this. Gosh. Well, I think it, it, what, I, overall what I feel like is, is you don't have to be dying for sex, but what are you dying for? I mean, or what are you living for? Mm, and that right. question what is. What are you living for? Yeah. What do you want out of your life? The time that you have left. I mean, it's morbid, but 
in in a way we're all dying right can i ask you a personal question yeah okay so did molly's stories help or did it help shape or change your sex life at all with your partner that's a good one i'm you know i'm pretty we have a pretty good active sex life but i have to say it kind of did open my mind to like the voyeurism thing like the Mm -hmm. idea of like watching other people have sex Mm -hmm. i had never really thought of it as something we could do together and so that's kind of lit a fire under me and then it did sort of increase because are we going to hear an episode about where one of the episodes about that were you able to do that no not no but i want to I don't know. Maybe we can. Hmm. Maybe we could all do that together. Yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> like yeah, I'm wedging funny. myself into your podcast. Like as a permanent figure. I'm Would like, you like hey to guys. come back and play with us. <laughs> like I always show up. And you're like weird. Yeah, yeah there's no sex happening though. It's just this is a the sexteen. No. Is, is that so? it's such a good question, Megan? You know what I was thinking of when you mentioned and you said it it's, sounds a bit morbid, but it doesn't. It's about what are you dying to do and what are you really living for. I guess my question would be also, and you probably learned and experienced this with Molly, but what does it take to make you shift? And what Mm -hmm. does it take to make you give yourself permission to go and get what you want and go have those full experiences and not hold back in life? What does it take? We know what Molly went through and what you were able to witness as, you know, our BFF, but what does it take for all of us as women? Yeah. To get what we're dying to have, you know? Like what, when do we hit that point where you said very early on in this, uh, podcast like when you make a when do you make your hard left and what does that look like and how do you like are you dying for more family time are you dying for travel are you dying for sex are you di- like what are you dying for and when are you going to decide to make that a priority are you going to wait for a terminal diagnosis god forbid yeah. but do you know how many you people how many women have not even given themselves permission to ask themselves that question let alone answer yeah. it what do i really want like if this is if this next chapter is about fulfillment self-fulfillment mm-hmm. and you take a moment after you hear this podcast take out a little journal get a piece of mm-hmm. paper sit quietly in your car pull over for five minutes and dig a little mm-hmm. deep and ask yourself what do i want yeah. not like and then ask, my, yeah. my, what do i want like what do this i want year and then ask yourself, what's at risk if I don't? Yeah, oh, that's right. good. And ponder that. Yeah. Oh, if you don't. Yeah. Mm. What, what's at risk if I if don't? If I don't, do right. Oh, I love that. We, well, this state is so important for our listeners. I can't Thank wait you. to um, journey with you through your podcast. And one thing that came to mind before I sat down with you, and now I have a, a whole lot of other things, was just the fact that it's like sex will set you free. Mm. in so many ways and maybe it's I should say sexual experiences <laughs> but it's so true and um, yes. great 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 like life changing advice what a great creation I mean, thank you truly so much for sharing it Molly's so inspiring so um, everyone listen to Dying for Sex with Nikki Boyer it's available like I said now everywhere you listen to your podcasts and Nikki awesome. thank you for telling this story thank you you're very me. brave to oh. bring the story to life with such compassion I mean there's a delicacy to telling so. these type of stories with you know such a close friend so yeah, you're a brave so woman well and, and we need to hear it's these type of stories so funny. thank you it's funny I love so you guys well come back <laughs> okay <laughs> I want to see that sensual selfie <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I just love Nikki so much and what she has created with Molly and and the storytelling and is so engaging and so moving and I I love it. I want all women to and men to to listen to this and to get to ask them oh, ask themselves so, like what are they living for? Like what is the deepest joy and to like what so experience good. do I want to be having? It's mm-hmm. like it was beautiful. So powerful. I can't wait to listen to the rest. So you, you can email us at ik at iheartradio.com or follow us at Intimate Knowledge Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we can't wait to do this all again, so stay tuned for next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to email us. Ciao. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. 
David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts